Welcome to Close It Now, an HVAC sales training podcast with Sam Wakefield. Here, we'll build your reputation in residential HVAC sales to be the expert influencer in your market. You'll get insight into the top minds in the industry as they share their skills and hacks to help you on your journey. This podcast isn't just about selling more. It's about understanding your customers' needs and building efficiencies behind the scenes so you can sell more but work less while being top of mind when people think HVAC. Now, let's get started with your host of the Close It Now podcast. This is Sam Wakefield. Well, welcome back, everybody. Sam Wakefield here. It is the Close It Now podcast. Welcome back to Drive Time University. I am excited for this guest today. He is somebody, actually, I met recently. It's amazing when you, a leaf in the net will appear is the expression I, that comes to mind right now. When you, when you start networking with people, you run into other high-value people. And that's why, if you've ever heard the expression, your network is your net worth. Um, it's very much, uh, it's a real thing. It's very true. And when you're out there and you're, if you've ever heard the, the talk about how so many business deals are made on the golf course, it's not because they're actually talking about business on the golf course. It's because they, hang on, let me introduce you to this person. And then around the, around the, the links in the course, it's like, I like you, you like me man, we could do business together. What are we going to do? I don't know. We'll figure that out, but we're going to do business together. And that's, it's about your network. So I love that uh, type of a concept, that mindset. And you really, to be successful in life, you just have to adopt the, the mindset that strangers are just friends that I haven't met yet. And once you do that, then everyone else, everyone becomes, uh, becomes a friend and it's a, it's a great connection. So this individual I came across recently, he basically just reached out to me on Facebook. If you find me on Facebook, because I'm, I'm definitely there, he reached out to me on Facebook. We started started talking, had a conversation, and uh, th- th- really realized he'd be a great guest on the podcast. So this gentleman, he has over 30 years experience in the sales industry. He's been a trainer. He developed at one point in time the largest uh, revenue um, door-to-door team in the country uh, for several years there. And he is, uh, you know, he's the the greatest sales trainer you've never heard of until today. And uh, yeah, welcome to the show, Mr. Harry Newhan. Is that right? Newhan? Harry Newhan Jr. So thanks for having be, being on the show today, man. Yeah, Sam, I really appreciate it. it it's amazing how, how things work out. You know, like you said, Facebook, just from a little post and connect in here, connect in there. And so the uh, the world has gotten smaller being able to connect to people through social media and it's a great, great avenue. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Phil, let's, let, let's always like to start with, uh, you know, what's a good solid highlight reel? Fill everybody in with your, you know, the history. Why are you here? You know, this, this is the earn the right moment as trainers, you know, trainers call it. So you know, what are we bringing to the table today? Why should people listen? I appreciate that. You know, it's amazing. You know, you hear a lot of success stories and kind of like sports. You, you, don't, you don't do it alone. You know, you have a team around you. So even though I've had tremendous success, and I'll, I'll touch on it in just a second, it's because of the people that I've been able to work with. 
um, that that pushes you up. So the more people you push up, the, the more hired you get. But I, I grew up in a family-owned restaurant business, and that's all I knew, flipping hamburgers at the local big boy. And then I got introduced to the sales industry in my mid-20s. And it was foreign to me because I grew up with that uh, employee mindset. Even though it was family-owned, I, I was still an employee. I got the hourly pay, trading time for money. And when I got introduced to the sales industry, it, it, it changed because now all of a sudden, you get paid for value. You don't get paid for you know time time and you don't exchange time. You exchange value, and mm. it's I struggled for a year and a half. It, it was not something that was natural to me. For one thing, I was not a natural smiler. I had to actually learn how to smile. If you can believe that, <laughs> it, it's amazing. So some people are not natural, and that was me. You, you're a natural smiler. It looks like you're a natural smiler because you're. I am smiling. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, I learned it's that. It's funny and... that you mentioned that recently I've had to train myself not to smile as much uh, because it was, it's off putting to some people every now and then. Yeah. How can you be that happy? Right. Exactly. It, it's a universal language. Uh, every, every country in the world, if you're smiling, it's amazing how many doors will open. And that was one of the key things that I taught my door to door sales team is make sure you're smiling when they open the door. Because if you're not smiling, you're just a continuation of their daily commiseration. They're, <laughs> they're looking for they're looking for a fresh face. They're not looking for you know. Hey, listen, I just left that at the office. I don't want to come home to a, you know somebody knocking on my door with a frown on their face or serious. Mm -hmm. But when you're smiling, hey, what do you want? What do you need? What can I help you mm -hmm. with? It's great. So anyway, uh, I struggled for a year and a half, and then I started getting around some mentors. And as you know, mentoring people and having mentors to teach you how it compresses time. You turn decades into days, it compresses time. And, and in, in a short period of time, it was in the network marketing industry. And it's where I had the, the opportunity to actually meet Jim Rohn, the late, great Jim Rohn, and didn't realize the fortunate position that I was in at the time. Now, decades later, I realized that it was it was special. But for three years, mm -hmm. I was on a special team in that industry um, that he was able to mentor and mentored, mentored me for three years. And that's where my life changed because three years after that, I was making seven figures a year in the network marketing industry. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, like so many, the bottom fell out of that. And I went into direct sales uh, going door to door mm -hmm. and going door to door, right. like you mentioned earlier, changed. Uh, it, it was a different industry, but the principles were the same. I took mm -hmm. my knowledge and what I learned, the skills I learned, and I applied them to the door-to-door uh, -door industry, and it changed. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, um, man, that's, that's a great history. It, it, the cool part, too, is two very different avenues of lead generation in two completely different avenues. And, and the entrepreneur mindset, of course, is super powerful. Um, and I love that, that you... This is one of the main reasons why I was so attracted to you is one year experience with with Jim Run, which we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But the, the two different ways, I mean, network marketing is relationship marketing. It's most of the time staying in warm markets and getting really good at that, where it's the polar opposite with doors, which is 100 percent cold market. And to be successful in both worlds and both realms is, uh, you know, definitely speaks a lot to the principles, which, um, which, which we need to dive into the principles yeah. and the philosophy behind that, uh, because we all know humans have, there's a psychology behind sales and, and humans have, you know, with very, very few, you know, outliers, very similar 
psycho psychological style, right? And so if we understand, start to understand personality traits and personality styles and all these things, then the principles are universal and they carry over if it's warm market or cold market or, or however. So, and so talk to us a little bit more about that. Um, some of the, some of your things that you, your, your key tenets, your core values, some of the principles and, and philosophies that you, that you teach. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, you mentioned two different, two different industries, um, similar principles, and I, I, I've truly been blessed. There's no question about that. Being in the right place at the right time and, and that network marketing business was internationals and multi-countries. And I was able to back, back then there was no internet like there is today. And you know, I was able to fly there and, and, and lead people and build and, and teach what I had learned. The principles that I was taught, I was able to teach to other people. And that's when it started to compound it. You know, I heard a phrase many years ago that selling something is, uh, you can make a lot of money, but when you teach other people how to sell, then you, you can get rich. But if you teach mm -hmm. the teachers, that's where true wealth comes in. So when you start, so that that was my mindset: is how many people can I get to teach and build up and and work up that ladder and you know, not find the super duper guy, but take somebody, Joe Tochuk driver, for example, teach them mm -hmm. some principles if they're willing to learn. You know, obviously they've got to be teachable and they got to be willing to learn. But if somebody's willing to learn, and and they do what you teach them how to do again, time compressing, you change lives. And, mm -hmm. and that's really what, what happened with me is because the gifts that I was given, um, now I'm on a journey to give as many of those gifts back to as many people that are teachable as I possibly can. And so mm -hmm. I'm teaching what I learned because it, it's interesting, but sales basics don't change. What, right. what changes What changes is technology, your audience, and the speed mm -hmm. of things. That changes. Mm -hmm. So what I teach is, um, first of all, mindset. You know, you have to have the entrepreneurial mindset, the sales mindset, the I'm in business for myself mindset. If you work for a company or under umbrella, if you if you treat it like it's your company, your business, it's amazing the doors that will open in the in the, the revenue that comes in. So here's mm -hmm. a phrase that I phrase that I learned. I'll share with you and your guests. If you care more about your customer getting the results on the product and service that you offer than you do about the commission you're going to make on the sale, the money will hunt you down. Mm -hmm. And it's, 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 it's an interesting thing because when I got into the door to door business, I was at the bottom, you know, I made a lot of money in the eighties and nineties. And then of course, with different investments and different things, um, I lost most of it. And so I got started again, so many stories of successful people that, mm -hmm. you know, succeed, fail, succeed, fail. And it's true. The second million is a lot easier to earn than the, the first million because you know the <laughs> disciplines and the habits that it takes, sure. you know the effort and the sacrifice that you got to do it. It's not easy. You, you got to work hard. Mm -hmm. You got to pay the price. You know, what are you willing mm -hmm. to give up? So this is the mindset that I, I teach my students is, okay, what habits do you have? What habits do we need to look at to, to make some adjustments? Do you have the employee mentality? that so many of us were brought up on going to school, which they don't teach entrepreneurship. They teach how to be an employee. Or do you have the go-getter mentality? Do you have the, the entrepreneurial mentality? Do you have that where if you weren't making any money on it, would you be as excited and thrilled to teach somebody how to do it as you are when you're making money out of it? So mm -hmm. mindset and habits are, in my opinion, are, are critical, no matter what you sell. Absolutely. But, mm -hmm. yeah, if you don't have that mindset of helping people it's that old phrase, the more you give, the more you get. 
And then I hear somebody say, well, I've been giving all my life. Where, where, when am I going to start getting? You know, <laughs> it, 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 you're just not listening or looking at the science or you don't know how. You need a mentor. You need somebody to teach you how right. to, to realize it's there. Grab it. Mm-hmm. You got it. I love that. Uh, the philosophy too. two things I'm hearing there. One is, you know, it reminds me of something that uh, Jim Rohn always said. One of his famous uh, expressions is, Work to earn a million dollars, not for the million dollars, but for the person you have to become to earn that million dollars. Uh, because when you're when your own thermostat gets gets reset to that level, you know, you take a millionaire's money completely away and it, it won't be any amount of time at all. And they'll have it all back because that's just that's their standard. It's what they do. Uh, and it, it, it's absolutely true. And I, I believe it. And then in uh, a mindset, man. You know, the more that I do sales training, the more people I talk to, you know, so many times when I'm working with somebody, they already have the skills. They already have the the principles. It's like a lot of times I'm not teaching them any new techniques. The obstacle is the story they tell themselves in their brain of why they can't. And so it's working with them to fix that. And then they start to excel and they start to soar. And so I'm sure you've experienced that same thing with plenty of, uh, of students. It's, it's interesting you say that because there's a story that repeats in my mind that that I heard from one of my mentors. And, and it's it's true even today as it was then. And uh, somebody came up to him and said, you know, no matter what I do, I can't I can't recruit anybody. I'm telling them the story. I'm telling them the, the, the deal. I'm, I'm doing exactly what you guys are teaching me how to do and, and I just can't get them mm-hmm. to want to join. And he says, uh, you're absolutely right. What can I help you with? Mm-hmm. Goes, no, no, you don't understand. I'm doing exactly what you're telling me. And I just can't get anybody who wants to look. He says, I, I understand that. What, what can I help you with? She goes, are you making fun of me? He says, no, you've already decided you can't do it. Exactly. Yeah, your mindset, you can't do it. But if you want to ask questions on what you can do differently, how you can do it, how you can break that barrier, it's one of those barriers to success. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you can cross that barrier, and believe me, people say if I had more money, my problems would be gone. No, they, they don't go away. No. The bigger the paycheck, the bigger the problems. Because right. that's the next step. We're always growing. And if you're not growing, you're you're being left behind. So mm-hmm. the uh, the door-to-door business, when I was in that, I, again, I struggled for a couple of years because it was new to me. The hardest door to open or knock on was my own car door. I couldn't get out of my car. It was the toughest <laughs> thing for me. So I developed up a plan, a training system. And then you know, once I had everything together, it's amazing. But here's another phrase for you that that I got. When you're doing everything right and you, you, you're just consistent, you keep going, and no matter what comes at you, you're, you're overcoming it, you're, the obstacles, the challenges, the failures, the, the skin your knee type things. It's, it's amazing because time, fate, and circumstance, they get together and they have a meeting. And they say, you know what? No matter what we throw at Harry, he keeps on coming. We might as well just give it to him. Right. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Absolutely. The gates open up and boom, all of a sudden the blessings come in. And, and mm-hmm. I think I mentioned to you in 100 days time, our, our business increased tenfold because we climbed that barrier, that one last barrier to open up we climbed in 100 days we went from nobody to the number one team in the country and we held that place mm-hmm. for many years and i had seven mm-hmm. guys seven guys working five hours a day knocking on doors uh making a hundred thousand a year or more and a couple mm-hmm. of them are still in that industry they've made a couple million dollars i was fortunate and blessed enough to make a couple million bucks 
And uh, it, it's funny because they're most of them were driving Mercedes or BMWs and people say, what do you do? And I say, well, I sell, I go door to door, sell them uh, cable TV. And they said, no, 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 really. What do you, what do, you do? And really, right. I go door to door. They, they couldn't believe it. And uh, it mm-hmm. was just the right place to write time. I love it. You know, and that really highlights something that, you know, there's uh, so much of what I do. So this close it now is HB, HVAC or HVAC and solar is really the focus for the training. Now, with that being said, there's a hundred different trades that listen to the podcast. And, you know, I can do training for just about any trade, but that's the specific niche that I, you know, that I'm really passionate about. Uh, but what you're saying there about, especially on the doors, you know, there's a solar is built almost exclusively on the doors. And there's a big move right now to take things virtual and automate it, but it's been up till now virtually on the doors. And there's hundreds of people across the country earning a million dollars a year or more strictly knocking doors, selling solar. And, and with that context, I come back to the HVAC industry and they almost feel like I'm too good to knock doors because I get leads from the company. But what they're not understanding is that has created a culture of lazy salespeople that, you know, I literally sitting with people and when I'm coaching them and I hear these stories of, oh man, it was a slow week. I only had two appointments. I'm like, what did you do with the rest of your time? How did you get in front of more people? And so to, to, it just reemphasizes the impact of if you put in the work, you're just like you're saying, what is it? Fate. And what are, what are the three that get together time, for the meeting? Time, fate, and circumstance. Time, fate, and circumstance. You get better at a skill and you master that. And then, wow, look at that. I was able to, in five hours a day, I set three appointments for me to sit in on. If you, I mean, any decent closer or three, four appointments, any decent closer is going to sell at least one of those. If you can do that every single day, especially in a time period around the, the year when there's no appointments coming from the company, oh, gee, what happened to your, to your paycheck, right? It's not a key thing there is the laziness and, and it, it's, there, there's been laziness in just about every industry out there for absolutely ever for the beginning of time. And unfortunately, the the internet makes it so simple to get in front of millions of people that mm-hmm. we don't. A lot of times, we don't put value on the skills it takes to learn how to actually convert those people and sell. They have the mentality: if I throw it up against wall, if I get in front of enough people, I'll get somebody that wants to go my way. Instead mm-hmm. of so, here's one of the phrases that I work with: you're getting a lot of leads, okay, or you're not getting enough leads. But what are you doing? with the ones that you are getting. In fact, Jim Rohn said that uh, in a training one time, he said, how many of you would like to have um, 20 more distributors in your downline? And Mm -hmm. everybody raised their hand. He says, well, what are you doing with the two that you got? If you're not Mm -hmm. taking care of the two you got, you're not going to get 20. If you're not taking care of the 20 you've got, you're not going to get 200. If you're not taking care of what you got. So it's not how many leads you get. It's what are you doing with the ones that you are getting? Mm-hmm. And boy, that that hit me like a brick. And and that's when, again, one of the things, catalysts that changed my business. And you mentioned the solar industry, uh, just any any sales industry, but solar uh, and door to door. What I found is, and one of the things that I specialize in is scripting. 
And there's mm -hmm. magic in saying the right thing at the right time to the right person. And yeah, if, you're, if you're going to, if you're going to uh, have an industry of business, if you're in a business or an industry where you're going to be selling something and that's what you're going to be doing for the next several years, whether it's real estate, HVAC, whatever, don't, it makes sense to invest the time, money, and energy into developing up a repetitive presentation that you can just memorize and make part of your DNA. Mm -hmm. And who, who better? The Girl Scouts is the ones that mastered this. They've got the, the most repetitive <laughs> presentation. Excuse me, sir. Would you like to buy some cookies? And then they show. Yeah, they just shut up and listen. They, that's all they say. They, they Would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies? And it's gotten so in perfect so they haven't changed that in 50 years well if you're going to be doing something invest in creating a script and by the way that's what what we did that's what we mastered in um, going door to doors we had a four paragraph script and i taught i could teach anybody door joe, joe tow truck driver i said here take this and read it word for word and it's amazing but one word in the first paragraph if we took that word out it would create a confrontational situation it changed the dynamics of the entire presentation. But that word, the one word in there, made everything work. And it was a three-letter mm -hmm. word, why. That, that was it. If you took out why, it's, yep. it's, it's over. So it's, um, it's amazing. But your people that uh, are in HVAC or any other kind of sales, whatever they're doing, whether it's over the phone, whether it's door-to-door, uh, -door, whether it's at the local pub or at a family party, having a mm -hmm. repetitive presentation you can amazingly compress time and get to the end result quicker. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got it. And we, when we talked the other day, you mentioned something about uh, learning scripts and the repetition and stuff. Um, when I'm, when I'm working with people, I always ask them you know, to learn something, how this is especially people that haven't been, you know, say in theater and those kind of things that, that aren't used to learning scripts. Uh, and for all of you listeners, quick side note, some of the best salespeople I've ever hired have come out of the theater theater department. So go recruit at the theater department at your local college, and you will find people who can follow a script, they'll learn it quickly, and become the person they need to become in the home. So just quick pointer, quick tip there, take that nugget and run with it. But talk to me about, um, you know, when you're teaching scripts to people, you know, how you, you the way that you said it to me the other day is like, by what kind of timelines should they have it learned and at those levels um, as they're getting it into their DNA? What does that look like? So I'm going to answer that, but I want to lead into, you know, Jim Rohn mm -hmm. was famous for saying, he said, repetition is the mother of skill. And Tony Robbins took it another, another level. He said, repetition is the mother of mastery. Mm -hmm. And so repetition is critical. Look how many times Michael Jordan, um, took three, four, three free throw shots off the court, you know, outside of a game time. Kobe Bryant, how many times? Seth Curry, how many mm -hmm. times does he, Steph Curry, how many times does he um, do three, uh, three shot, three point shots um, that uh, outside of the game? So it's yeah. repetition. Thousands and thousands, right? Thousands. So the formula that, that I told my guys is um, read it in front of the customer and let them see you reading it because it's actually a, a very good crutch. And, and I'll, and I'll tell you in a second, the power of the script and the purpose, but I had them read it and, and memorize it in 10 days. Mm -hmm. Memorize it in 10 days, master it in 30, and make it part of your DNA within 90 days. 
So if you can make it part of your DNA, then it's just part, it's a natural conversation. It's not a script. People don't know you're reading a script. People don't know you're using a script. It's just part of your natural conversation. Exactly. So it's, it, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. So when they're doing that, when you say, you know, learn it in 10 days, you know, have it, or have it memorized in 10 days, have it mastered in 30 um, and part of your DNA in 90, what are the steps that they can, that people do to make it become conversational and not feel scripted? You know, what kind of exercises, what kind of repetition, what's that, let's put feet to this. First thing I have them read it uh, in front of the mirror or to a spouse or a partner, some something 10 times and have the first paragraph memorized um, the first day. And so that they can say it. So 10, 20 times, whatever it takes to get pretty much through that first paragraph. And then again, I have them, instead of stumbling over it and making mistakes, I have them read it word for word in front of the client. Because here's what I realized is the script puts you in control of the conversation keeps you in control of the conversation. And when the customer takes takes tries to take control of the conversation, it puts you back in control of the conversation. Mm -hmm. So because they'll always want to ask questions, you know, while you're while you're talking, while you're doing your presentation, they're going to say, well, you know, how much does it cost? I'll get to that. I just don't I don't want to miss anything. Let me just go ahead and finish here. Mm -hmm. I, want, right. I, want to, I don't want to do you a disservice and miss something. So let me read it. So while they're reading it for 10 days, it's it's locking in here. So they're getting through the first paragraph, the second paragraph. So that's how they're memorizing. When you talk to our numbers were, if you knock on 50 doors a day, you'll talk to between 20 and 30, and you should sell between three and five. So mm -hmm. those were our numbers because not everybody's going to be home. And that was magic. That was magical for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. So after that 10 days, what kind of like repetition and practice and, should somebody be doing to, to learn a script? And I'm asking this for a very specific purpose because a lot of the things that I do in my training, you know, I'm working with people and, and there's, there's some sections that are, you know, a little more free flowing, but there's some very specific sections that we cover that are very script based. And that what I hear all the time is, man, I don't, I don't know if I believe in scripts because it, it's going to make me feel canned. It's going to make it feel like, you know, something that's uh, just out of the box. And I want to, you know, I don't want to come across as that creepy salesperson, right? So what type of, you know, repetition after it's memorized, what does it take to get it to that level where it feels like a conversation? Because I can give you my script right now and you're in no way would you think it's a script, but it's just normal conversation because I've done it thousands of times. But when somebody's starting that journey, what does, it, what does that look like? No, every week we met with our team and part of that process was taking the new people and role-playing and mm -hmm. making sure they said they memorized the script, say, great, go ahead and pretend I'm, I'm your customer, knock on my door. And then we would catch them and fix and refine, constantly fixing and refining. And we would do that for that 30 day period every week when we met up together. And then every day we met up um, at the same time, usually at a local restaurant, Burger King, McDonald's, whatever. And we got together with our team at uh, 2.30 in the afternoon. We started knocking on doors from 3 to 8. I don't know, but here in Detroit, I'm in Detroit, it gets, in the wintertime, it gets dark at 4.35 o'clock. And it gets mm -hmm. cold in January and February. So people say, well, what if it gets dark? I said, well, if they're not home before 5 o'clock when it's light out, they're not going to be home before 5 o'clock when it's dark out. 
So if you want to get a check, you want to make some money, we knock on doors till eight o'clock. And we created a system for that where our guys were were protected and so forth, but it mm -hmm. worked. So that role playing for that first 30 days where they memorized it. So they had it memorized, they had it mastered. And now it's just a question of continuing that process of role playing until it's part of their DNA. And not, again, mm -hmm. not everybody's going to be receptive to it. That's why I had seven guys making six figures and had many others that weren't. It, it's just some are going to step up and be teachable. Sure. Sure. Love it. Love it. Love it. That's so powerful. Thank you for, uh, for walking us through that. And, you know, and, and really that's everybody listening. When you want to master a new skill, when you want to learn something new, um, it's repetition, you know, how many times can you do it and then multiply that by 10? And that's how many you should actually be doing it. Uh, make it your favorite song. <laughs> so I love it, man. Well, let's turn the corner a little bit. Um, tell us a little bit more about, uh, you know, what you're doing um, right now for your business. You're, you have a coaching program. Um, you're, you, you gave me the, the other, I'm going to let you tell everybody what it is. I know we talked about it, but uh, you have a key demographic. It sounds like that you really work with. And then you have some very clear uh, goals and objectives for them. So tell us more about that. Okay. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. Um, I do now have a coaching business because, again, I was able to do it for other companies and the gifts that I want to give back. Uh, in fact, one of my kids asked me, you know, why, why don't you just you know, liquidate some of your assets and, and retire and go live on the beach? I said, that's just not in my DNA. You know, it's just mm -hmm. it's just it's time for me to give back. I'm at that phase of my life where it's about giving back. And mm -hmm. so that that's what I focus on. So coaching, training, mentoring is what I do for individuals for companies mm -hmm. and also for teams, teams of people, real estate teams, insurance teams, network marketing teams. And what I teach them, obviously it's going to be selective to their industry, whatever it is that they, they do, but it's the scripting, it's the mindset, it's the one-on-one -on -one coaching, it's group coaching, and it's called My Sales Coaching Hub. In fact, that's my website, mysalescoachinghub.com. And I offer okay. free, free uh, coaching or free consultation with anybody just to see if there's a fit. Because I want to make sure somebody knows how to sell. I can teach somebody how to sell. Like I said, Joe Tow Truck Driver with, a, with the right script. I can teach them how to sell and create that script. But I'd rather focus on people that are stuck. They're making 35, 50, 60, 70,000 a year. And they want to get into the six-figure club. And mm -hmm. they're just have, they, they're at that barrier. They may have been stuck there for two years, five years, 10 years. But they're just having trouble getting over that. And some people that have been in there longer are more motivated in a lot of cases because they're just tired of watching other people go by mm -hmm. them and they want that six of years. So my demographic is between 35 and 200,000 a year. Somebody that's earning that income now, primarily commission-based salespeople is what I like to focus on. Sure. So that's what I've been my whole life. And I teach them what it takes, what the disciplines are, what the habits they need, the scripting, the, um, the hours, what to say, how to say it, how they can maybe mm -hmm. change different things, um, adjust different things, fixing, refining, testing, so it's a, it's a pretty well thought out program. And I also have a toolkit um, that I offer with several pieces that they fill out. Um, and that gives me an idea of who they are, where they're at, what they want. Because mm -hmm. if somebody doesn't know what they want, it's, it's a hard road. You know, it's important to know what that, sure. what that certainty is important. And yeah. the rainbow. Exactly. And <laughs> what is said in uh, Alice in Wonderland, if you don't know where you're going, any, every direction, will, any direction will get you there. Yeah. 
Zig Ziglar had a famous one: put a blindfold on with a with a bow and arrow in your hand and spin you around. If you can hit the target, <laughs> you yeah. can't see the target. There's no way you're going to hit the target. So whatever that is, whatever not. that looks like to you, and and you know, having different stepping stones is critical. You don't want just to, you know, I want to make ten million dollars. Okay, well, what do you want to do in the next, you know, six months? What do you want to do in the next twelve months? So right. I have a one-year coaching program of one-on-one and a five-year um, continuation to that with group coaching. And we work in, I work intimately with my people. I, I only select a you know handful of people. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, a huge company where I take a hundred people. It's just people that I like to be intimate with to get them where they're at. Sure. I love it, man. And, yeah. By the way, I have uh, anybody that's interested in a free coaching session, you can schedule a call with me. A Zoom call at calendly.com slash top sales. Calendly. Top sales. Yep. Calendly.com. Yeah, go, ahead and spell, go ahead and spell that for everybody if they're not familiar with Calendly. Oh, Calendly. C A L A N D L E L Y. Calendly.com forward slash top sales. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And that's me, Harry Newham. Awesome. Love it. Uh, so that's cool. So tell us about some, uh, would love to hear like a, a success story from somebody you've worked with in that program that uh, kind of there before and, uh, you know, it's a long yeah. program, of course. So what, it, it uh, what, what's that look like I, for somebody? I, I'll tell you a couple. I have um, uh, one of my gentlemen's name was uh, Mike Martin. Mike was in the auto industry. This was uh, a little while ago and then I'll get to more current in just a second, but Mike was uh, in the auto industry when they did cash for clunkers and it basically put him out of business. He ended up selling his share to his partner and he mm-hmm. went, um, I think 10 months without a paycheck. So he came to me, knew how to sell, been in the auto industry, sales industry for 20 plus years. He was great at it, but he got in that, that rut and came to me and we started working on my um, program with the door to door business. And mm-hmm brought back a lot of things that he already knew, but put it in perspective, put it in a package that he could relate to and start working. His first year with me made over 108,000. You know, somebody that hadn't made a paycheck in 10 months to make 108,000 the first year is huge. He's <laughs> gone on now. He's made a couple million bucks. And he's still in that industry doing extremely well. But he was one of those guys. He was one of those guys that um, I, I was training and I called him after a couple of days and I said, how did it go today? He goes, well, it was kind of rough out there. He says, how many people... Uh, did you talk to? He goes, well, hardly, I go, why is that? He goes, hardly anybody was home. I just look at your sheet and tell me exactly how many people you talked to. He said, 17. I said, that's a lot of people. He goes, you're right. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. And from that day on, he made two sales a day, every day. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, that changed his perspective. It's not how many leads you get. It's what are you doing with the ones that you do have? What did you do with those yeah. 17? So I went through those 17 with him and showed him where he could fix and refine and adjust. And boom, it clicked with him. He said, okay, I got it. So he stepped nice. up his game. So that was, that was Mike's, uh, Mike's story. A more mm-hmm. current one, I'm working with somebody in the network marketing industry who, who was afraid of recruiting. She didn't want to recruit. And mm-hmm. her name's Marion. She's out of Canada, uh, West, uh, West Coast, I think by um, Edmonton, Alberta area. Anyway, she, sure. um, she started working with me a little over a year ago. And it took me about 90 days to, to get her to see the value and the advantage to recruiting. And it, it, the light bulb went on, started changing for her. And she started to recruiting. She, we fixed her scripts and we fixed her, um, 
uh, her testing, what she was testing, how she was texting, and her business transformed. And she's still in that transition phase. She's still in the, the group coaching. Mm -hmm. She's still going through it. Been working with her for about 16 months. And she's older. She's, I think, 70 plus years old, but she's still got that energy. She wants to do it. So she's not going to be like a 20 something year old that's shooting for the moon or a 30 something year old sure. that's shooting for the moon. She just wants to stay busy and get productive. And she's seen an increase in her income. She's seen an increase in her recruiting. So that's something that's more fresh. So whatever industry you're Love in it. for sales, that's commission. And whatever stage of life you're in, mm -hmm. I'm here for you. Oh, I love it. That's what that actually reminds me. This morning, I recorded an episode uh, with a, a gentleman. Um, it's really interesting. Uh, today is, I guess, my demographic of recording is uh, above average age people. Um, because my podcast recording this morning, this gentleman is 60. He owns a, a small uh, what most people would call Chuck in a truck, single owner operator company in Utah is named Stephen Short. And man, we, we, we talked so much about the difference in busyness and produ productivity. Oh, yeah. uh, most people don't understand. They feel like, man, I worked a 16 hour day. It was crazy. But what they don't understand is, you know, somebody else who's productive can get the same thing accomplished in six hours. Right. And they because they have so much time built into that, the busyness, the just being busy is not productive. Um, and I'm going to actually bring this up again. I uh, last night we had Chinese food and sometimes wisdom comes from the fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the person I was eating with, both of these together are even more powerful. The, the first one, the one I got was killing time murders opportunities. Oh, yeah. And then the, the one that she got was never make the mistake of thinking, you know, everything about anything. And uh, man, it totally applies here. Um, I, I feel that in what we're talking about is the, the, a, a, I love how you're teaching people to be productive with their time, yeah. um, especially in, a, in any industry where leads are self-generated. So many people fall into the trap of thinking they're productive. They're not doing any kind of income producing activities. They're just busy. Uh, so can you speak to that a little bit along with uh, time prioritization and that kind of stuff? You know, that's one of those huge things that, um, that it's, it's almost like the devil confusing you, tricking you, um, or the negative side. If you don't believe in the devil, the negative side of you is, is trying to confuse you and, and, you know, I'm busy. I'm doing busy work, but I'm not getting anything done. But in reality, what do salespeople actually get paid for? They get paid for talking to people. Mm -hmm. you know, if you sell one out of 10, you made 10% off of all 10 of them. You, you mm -hmm. didn't make all your commission off the one. You made 10% off of the nine no's as well. So mm -hmm. we get paid for talking to people. So anything that you're doing that's not talking to people is busy work. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you want to do outside of work hours. That's why we focused on those five hours a day. We were getting more done in five hours a day going door to door with my team than any other team in the country doing eight to 10 hours a day because we mm -hmm. knew we focused on those five hours. I knew how to. Yeah, prime time. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we knocked on doors at 730. It's dark out. And the guy says, what are you doing out so late? And he says, it's not late here, sir. You know, you weren't here at five o'clock. So I figured you'd be here after five o'clock. He goes, oh, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. What can I do for you? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> people get home the same time of day, whether it's light or dark, doesn't matter. They're getting home. So if 
my guys, some of them were afraid to knock on doors at night and have to work through that. Some of them were, didn't want to walk in the cold. We have to work through that. So it was a process, but those productive, what you're talking about, productivity, five hours. I said, eat before you come, go to the bathroom before you go out, because you can hold it for five hours. Those five hours, it's all we do to make six figures or more, figure out a way to mm -hmm. knock on 50 doors. So you got to knock on 50 doors, unless you're great. selling. If you're selling, great, sell, concentrate on the sale, take care of it. That's great. But mm -hmm. if you're not, knock on doors to talk to people. So that was a process. So you're absolutely right. Um, productivity is that's how we pay our bills. That's how we support our family. That's how we do the particular the responsibilities that we're set with. So don't get faked out. It's easy to get faked out. Go to the local bar and look at the bar and who's at the bar. Those are the people that got faked out. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. That's absolutely true. I was uh, doing an interview the other day and this gentleman was talking about starting his business really young at a really young age. And, you know, his friends are all calling him on, you know, Friday, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, and like, come out with us, come out with us, come out with us. Let's go out to the club. And he's like, no, man, I'm working. And they're like, man, you're always working. They're like, we never see you at the club. And he's like, yeah, but I never see you at the bank. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> so, but it's so true. You know, we all have, man, I heard this the other day. You're going to, you're going to love this. It was, uh, I don't even remember exactly who said it. It was just a little short clip in an Instagram reel. And uh, I, I don't repeat this enough because I don't, everyone needs to have this ingrained into their DNA. Everyone is a millionaire. You either have millions of dollars or millions of excuses. And it hit me like a ton of bricks a couple, you know, it was three or four months ago I heard that. And instantly I switched on and completely changed what I was doing with my business uh, because I was like, I'm tired of having excuses. and. You know, so talk us through, and, and that actually is the segue into a little more of a mindset question, uh, you know, to talk us through how you coach people into having those type of mental, uh, just the switch. I love those awareness moments. The second you become aware of something and can change it, it's, it's an instant change in your life that can happen. So talk us through how you help people have those awareness moments uh, so they can see those, those you know, just really great success instantly. That's really good. Um, I I heard something from the late, great Mark Hughes um, that has been a mantra of mine that helped me break through that, that mentality situation. He said, the true height of maturity comes when you can take full responsibility for where you are in life and where you aren't. And I said, wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I applied that to my my interviewing process, my recruiting process, and my training process when somebody would come in um, 10 minutes late. And I said, well, what happened? You're late. They said, well, I got caught by a train. I said, that's not why you're late. He goes, no, really, there was a train. I said, oh, I understand that, but that's not why you're late. He goes, what do you mean? I said, you're late because you didn't leave 10 minutes early counting, making, making, being ready or being for obstacles, for variables, for changing for things that might happen. You, you don't want to get here on time. You want to get here five minutes early. So plan for that. If you would have left five minutes early, you wouldn't hit the train. So what are those things? Now, obviously that's that's tough in a lot of cases, but this particular individual, it wasn't the first time. You know, if you have a flat tire, I get it. You know, it takes time to change a tire, but a phone call or a text nowadays, you, you, you let somebody know that what's going on, but mm -hmm. it's not the alarm clock's 
fault that you didn't get up in time. Right. It's not the, you know, it's not the your boss's fault that you're not making enough money. It's not your company's fault that you're not getting enough leads. Take full responsibility for where you are in life and where you aren't. In fact, anybody that goes to my website, my um, mysalescoachinghub.com, I'm offering my my one course for free. It's on prospecting. And um, it's 20 different ways on how to prospect online and offline. And there's some really, oh, cool. really cool things on there. Most people never think of. And it's um, um, thinking outside the box. It's because, again, that laziness thing, we we sit in front of the Internet and say, well, I got millions of people that I can talk to right now. I get mm -hmm. it. But are you are you talking to them? Are you actually doing your present? How many presentations are you doing? It's mm -hmm. not just lip mm -hmm. service. It's what are you doing? So the um, the mindset is, okay, we got to take responsibility for where we are. It's nobody else's fault. Step up, man up, woman up. And this is this is it. You, again, Jim Rohn, for things to change, you have to change. For things to get yep. better, you have to get better. I have things to get better. Aren't change. Things aren't going to get better unless you do. Nobody's mm -hmm. coming to save us. You know, there's, there's <laughs> if it's to be, it's up to me. Yeah, it's that phrase from Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. No, they ain't coming. They're, they're not coming. You've got to market. You've got to go out there and get them. You've got to do mm -hmm. something in prospecting to bring them to you. That's what marketing is all. That's that's what it's about. They're not coming. Nobody's coming to save us. It's up to us to, to protect our families and, and ourselves and get the things that, that you want in life and that you deserve. So you can give back. Hopefully you get to the situation where you're successful right. enough that you can give back, whether it's time, money, resources, knowledge. Mm -hmm. The knowledge industry is exploding right now. There's so many people out That's there huge. teaching what they know. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. the dark side of that is, is there's a lot of people out there teaching what they don't know. True. And there's, there's, you know, I can't do anything about that, but I teach what I know, what works. It works mm -hmm. every mm -hmm. single time. It's not a guesswork. Just like you, you teach what works. You're yeah. not looking for you're not looking for guinea pigs to test things out on. You've got a proven plan <laughs> no, of action. I, yeah, I did that in my life. I've I've failed over and over and over and over, and had mentors and learned. And now I'm just teaching like, hey, this has got thousands of repetitions. Let's uh, let me show you how it works. So what we're doing is we're compressing time for people out there, and, and that's what evolution in the um, in the uh, society has done all of our lives. Mm -hmm. What did the assembly line do? It compressed times and how long it takes to make a car. Yeah. What, what did the internet do? It compressed time and how long it takes to get information, information, you know, superhighway. Amazon, why are they so successful? They compress time and how long it takes to get groceries to your door or things to your door. You don't have to go out and get them. You don't have to spend the time, the money, the energy to drive someplace. Mm -hmm. You can get it to your door. So what do we do when we teach? We compress time for somebody that wants to get to from point A to point B quicker and faster and with less pain because you and I went through a lot of pain to learn what we know. True. Mm -hmm. You got it. Oh my gosh. Absolutely true. Man, I'm loving this conversation. It is uh, it's so powerful. Um, we're about time to land this plane. Uh, so we're, we're wrapping up on our, on our hour here. I don't like to, uh, I'm not the podcast I'm guy having, that likes to I'm keep you for fun. two or three hours. <laughs> this is great. I, know. I, I would I'm, love I'm for fun. you. Good. I would love for you to tell one more Jim Rohn story, the one you told me the other day about um, if people think that they're getting paid with their worth. Uh, because, oh. man, that impressed upon me so much. 
in fact, with your permission, that is going to become part of my trainings um, when I'm in site or, sure. or on, on site visits. Slip my name in there as much as you can. Of course, of course. Um, I was in a meeting with, uh, I think there's four or 500 people in the room and Jim Rohn said, uh, how many do you think you're, you're earning what you're worth? And mm-hmm. no, nobody raised their hand, you know, because for me, I, I, and for everybody, they think they're worth more than they're getting paid. How many times do we hear the conversation, you know, I'm not getting paid enough I, and I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I just don't feel like I'm getting paid enough. And he says, well, I got bad news and good for, good news for you. And he said it in that order. Got bad news and good for you. The bad news is you're earning exactly what you're worth. Because if you were worth more, you'd be getting paid more. And I, if he was close, I think I would have punched him. Because uh, <laughs> I didn't want to hear that. And that. That was my emotion. My emotion went so high, so fast. I got red. And I was frustrated. And I said, what do you mean I'm earning what I'm worth? No way. He said, the good news. And thank God I waited for the good news. He said, you can become worth more. And that's where the, for things to get better, you got to get better. The more the, mm-hmm. the marketplace pays for value, the more value you bring to the marketplace, the more it pays you. So mm-hmm. increase your value. And there's a, there's a phrase um, that I learned. You can only think to the extent of your vocabulary. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. That you is, know? wow, yeah. You, so you can only um, achieve what you know how to achieve. So if you know how to achieve more, you can learn more. So Jim Rohn had famous, he said, if you want wealth, study wealth. Mm-hmm. If you want to get rich, study being rich. Whatever you want, you should be studying it. And that's where the coaching business has exploded because again, we compress time. You want to learn mm-hmm. how to talk to people. You want to learn scripting, find somebody that knows how to do scripting and they'll teach you how to do scripting. If you want to know how to knock on doors, when to knock on doors and what to say when you knock on doors, find somebody that's done that. If you want to sell in the home, whatever, you find somebody that can compress that time for you because that's what that's we only have so much time. It's the number one resource, the most valuable resource we have. Right. Nobody knows how much they have left. So if mm-hmm. you can compress time, then you can earn unlimited wealth, unlimited things. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. You're right. Every bum on the street and every billionaire in the world has the same amount of time. It's what they're doing with it that makes all the difference. So. There was a phrase. There's a phrase I heard the other day. Um, it was about we are born with. We can't choose our parents. We can be born into poverty, but because that's all our parents might have known, and that's the situation we're in. But you should never die with poverty, because there's mentors out there. There's teachers out there. There's people that can change it. Mm-hmm. So the more mentors, the teachers you have. In fact, I, I, I don't know about your audience here, but the book of Proverbs has 13 different Proverbs in there that talks about coaching, consulting, having having advisors around you to get what you want to go. Never go to war mm-hmm. without advisors to tell you what the outcomes could be, what the what the uh, objectives are. Right. So mm-hmm. consulting and, and uh, having that is critical to success. Every successful person mm-hmm. that I've ever heard of has had mentors and coaches and trainers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Man, I love it. I love it so much. Thank you for being um, sharing your wisdom with us today. Uh, one time again, let everybody know how they can get in touch with you. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to wrap this up here in a minute. Thank you so much. Um, if you'd like to book a, a free consultation with me, it is calendly.com forward slash top sales. 
My email address is Harry Newhan, N-O-U-H-A-N. It's right there on the screen. Um, well, I guess they can't see it on the uh, the audio, but uh, Harry Newhan, uh, N-O-U-H-A-N uh, at gmail.com. Harry Newhan, N-O-U-H-A-N at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to reach out to me and we can communicate that way. Cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, you know, something that this conversation makes me think of to wrap up with is I heard um, some a friend of mine, Edmund, uh, a little while back, he said something that just hit me. It's about three years ago I heard this for the first time. And it, it hit me uh, hit me heavy because I was living that life until I took that radical responsibility. He said, if you're in sales and you're making within 10 to 20% of the same that you made the previous year, it doesn't matter if you've been doing that same thing five, seven, eight years, 10 years, you are not on year five, seven, eight, or 10. You're living year one over and over and over. And so that is a, that it was, it was massive. It's like, if you're doing sales and it's the same income year after year, you are not getting better. You're not progressing. You're living year one over and over. So how we do that is by that mentorship, by for things to get better, we have to get better. Don't wish it was easier. Wish I was better. And uh, that's, another Jim, that's another Jim Rohn story. If you got just another second. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Let's have it. Yeah. He told, he told the crowd, he said, um, the, he talked to an engineer and said, you know, what do you do? He says, I've been an engineer. I've got, he said, really? So how long have you been doing that? So I've got 30 years experience. And you talk to the next person. I've got 20 years experience. The reality is, is they have one year's experience that they've been doing for 30 years. Mm -hmm. There's no personal growth there. They're doing the same thing and they're not growing personally, intellectually, value-wise. And they're doing the same. Now, I'm not saying anything bad about engineers. I'm not saying anything bad about anybody out there. But look at yourself. Look in the mirror. And again, what value? Are you increasing 10 to 20% or more every single year, knowledge-wise? What are you what are you reading? That's another one of Jim Rohn's. What books are you reading? The power of the magic word. Mm -hmm. Anything you've ever wanted to know is already written down in a book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got it. That's why so much of this, this is Drive Time University. You know, the people that listen to this podcast are hyper focused on exactly this, becoming better, becoming that that better individual, working to become someone worth buying from, um, or they wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Uh, because we 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 cover that very very deeply almost every time is you have to grow yourself um, you you have to learn new you well, just like you said um, you can't go past your vocabulary and so I love it uh, but yeah so that awesome. I, I, really everybody that's I really appreciate the time thank you so much for for you and your absolutely audience. yeah totally so if if you are uh, if, if that if, if Harry's uh, resonated with you today, reach out. I encourage you. I am, this is, this is about helping every single one of you succeed, achieve the next goals in life, accomplish the things you want to accomplish, be the person that you want to become for yourself, for your family, for your community, to be able to give back into the world in a way that you were never able to. And, you know, the best way to help the poor is to not be one, right? And so that because you can't give back as much, you know, you, you can make bigger contributions that the bigger person that you become uh, through time, through value, through the impact. So, um, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us today, Harry. It has been a pleasure. And I'm excited to see 
Um, see, see, I'd love here everyone that's listening. If you connect with Harry, please let me know uh, because I absolutely love to hear success stories, no matter where they come from. If it was from what I've done, or just because I was able to connect you to somebody that helped you out and to help you achieve, um, send me an email, Sam at closeitnow.net. And also, everybody, make sure you join the Facebook group. Uh, there's so much going on in there. I do a ton of free training. I have guests all the time come in and train. Uh, we're we're going to be starting that series soon. Um, there's just so much going on. Uh, so close it now. Just search it. Search on Google. It'll come right up. And uh, yeah, everybody, thanks for listening today. It's been awesome. And uh, we'll wrap this up like we always do. Everybody, go save the world one heat stroke at a time. Thanks for listening to Close It Now with Sam Wakefield. Subscribe to the podcast now so you're first to hear new episodes jam-packed with actionable tools and tips to make you the top HVAC professional in your market. If you have friends and colleagues who would like this show, share it with them and send them to our Facebook community for more in-depth discussion about the challenges we all face and how to overcome them on the Close It Now podcast.